time for episode number four of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the shrimp fra diavolo we made last week. And then we play another thrilling round of Time Machine Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of some <laughs> former Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. Uh, so last week, I talked about the good food, good food, bad food dichotomy. Um, and we're not going to talk about that anymore. We are going to talk about the tantalizingly named Mind Over Milkshake study. Who wouldn't want to know more about that? Mm. Don't worry. I'll, link it, I'll have a link to the study in the show notes. Uh, so this study was published in 2011, and the objective of the study was to determine if the gut hormone ghrelin is exclusively linked to, to the nutritional value of the food or whether the eater's mindset makes a difference. Because there are a lot of people who just think we're just like robots and whatever you put in, we process it and nothing else matters, you know? No, no feelings involved. So first of all, what is ghrelin? In simplistic terms, ghrelin is released in your stomach when your stomach is empty, triggering hunger and reducing your metabolism. And as the stomach stretches, ghrelin production slows down or stops and your metabolism increases. Got it? So it affects both your hunger and your metabolism and your satiety. Because as your ghrelin decreases you feel more sated okay. and less hungry. Okay. So in the milkshake study, uh, it, over two tests, subjects were given a 300-calorie, 300 380-calorie milkshake. In one of the tests, subjects were told the shake was a 140-calorie sensible shake. So they shaved off 140 cal- 240 calories. I can do math. <laughs> um. In the other test, participants were told that the shake was 620 calories and a very indulgent shake. So if the test subject's bodies reacted to just the nutrients of the shakes, the ghrelin levels should have been the same in both tests, right? Right. How, but what the, what the study found was that the, in the indulgent shake, participants had a marked decline in ghrelin production so they felt fuller and their metabolism went up with the sensible shake the ghrelin response was flat without the expected decline so the conclusion of this was that how we feel about our food influences whether or not we are full and that goes back to the whole good food bad food dichotomy when we're eating good food Maybe that's not making us feel satisfied. I'm sure we all have meals that maybe we don't love. We eat them and we're like, gosh, we're still hungry. Because we have it in our mind that it's not going to really fill us up or satisfy us. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, so what do you think about that, Ian? Clearly, I think there's... I, I believe there has to be something to it because I think we've all probably experienced that phenomenon where, you know... Just sometimes you eat a meal and you're like, I should be full and I'm not, or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Some meal that you didn't think was going to fill you up and by the end of it, you feel stuffed. So, That's um, true. so I mean, there's clearly more at play here, like you said, than just simple, you know, the, the robotic calories in calories out. And I think, you know, I think uh, most people's human experience probably, you know, 
points that out. So it's interesting to see that they're actually studying this and, and finding these interesting results. Yeah, I saw that this uh, study was um, cited in another 126 academic articles. And at some point when I have the time, I plan to go back and look at a few of those and make sure, you know, make sure it's holding up. But I think that means when you sit down to a meal, you should enjoy it. And that's kind of what I love about what we're doing here is we're finding meals we can enjoy while still expanding our palate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to last week's meal. Ian, can you remind us what we made? Sure. We made the shrimp fra diavolo. Lobster fra diavolo is a classic Italian-American pasta dish. Shrimp make an excellent stand-in for an everyday dinner, as long as you know how to infuse the spicy tomato sauce with some real shellfish flavor. Uh, So what ingredients did we have to buy? So we already had some Easy Peel shrimp in the freezer, which was the biggest component of this meal cost-wise, but we did need to buy some canned tomatoes. I cheated and bought crushed because the instructions said to buy whole tomatoes, then crush them, and no. (laughs) And we had to buy clam juice because, shockingly, we don't keep that in stock. Uh, A friend had come over during the week and brought some garlic as a hostess gift, which was kind of weird. But I'm like, she's like, you're cooking more. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And it did turn out to be very handy for this recipe. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also bought spaghetti, but we we already had plenty of that. I just didn't do a good job looking for that. So we still have plenty of spaghetti. Okay. Uh, Where did we buy the ingredients? Uh, At our beloved Central Market. And how did we deviate from the recipe? So uh, I was personally concerned about the clam juice. And I I already confessed to my my pre-crushed tomatoes. And I was concerned about the clam juice. And we started out with a quarter cup of clam juice, but ended up going the whole way. We also did not use any parsley because I have an herb phobia. But we pretty much well. I'm going to throw back to Ian because he may he uh, he did most of the cooking this week, which was I appreciate that. So Ian, yeah, um, yeah we I also uh, I cut down on the oregano some just because again you and I think both have aren't aren't fans of things with a ton of oregano and there's also an optional brandy step and we left that out because we didn't have any brandy. I don't like boozy food. That too. Okay. Oh, sorry. And how long did it take to make? That was me. (laughs) Uh, About 45 or 50 minutes. It was a little longer than the recipe said, but uh, not too bad. And how was the cleanup? Because Ian did the dishes this week too, guys. That's right. Y'all are jealous. (laughs) Um, It wasn't bad. There were... It was one of those, it did make quite a few dishes, but none of them were particularly hard to clean. You know, no... Well, that's nice. No fine mesh strainers or... (laughs) Fine mesh strainer. Uh, or anything, just uh, uh, several bowls and, and all. But it, yeah, it all cleaned up real easy. What about leftover potential? I don't see much leftover potential here. I, I know some people do like leftover spaghetti, but I, it's always been something to me that just it, the few times I've tried it as a leftover, I don't think it really works. So. Okay, I'm not sure I've ever tried leftover spaghetti. I'm not sure how that would work. We ate yeah. all the shrimp anyway. So Yeah, was about to, yeah there was plenty <laughs> of spaghetti left, but we did. Yeah, we picked out all the shrimp. Um, okay, so what do we think of this meal? I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, the, I, I think one of the things I know we both remarked about while we were actually eating it was, it, it's one of those where the, the spice level, I think, was just right. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it had a little kick to it, and the kick kind of built over the course of the meal, but it still never got, like, mouth on fire, horrible spicy, right? Just that 
you know, little bit of pleasant spiciness. Mm-hmm. I um, would agree with that. And the the tomato and and you know, I was a little nervous, I guess, about the combo of the shrimp and the clam juice and the tomatoes all going mm-hmm. together to. But it really, I thought, came together quite nicely. It really did make a nice sauce. It really did. We've had we've had a clam juice run in before. Oh, yeah. where I was like, oh gosh, I'm never going to use clam juice again. Uh, so I don't know if I used it wrong in that other recipe or what, because I liked it here. It didn't taste really clammy or too. It didn't taste too. I don't know what was wrong with the other one. It just made me. Ugh. Um, I also liked the. The pasta was spicy, but not particularly salty. And I found the shrimp to be really a little briny in a good way. Yeah. So I yeah, like that. Agreed. You did a great job cooking them, in my opinion. Oh, thanks. I, I think the shrimp were just the teeniest bit over. You keep saying that. I don't but, but know yeah, that they it, were. No, and, it, and, you know, shrimp, they cook so fast. It's hard they to get do. the timing just right. They do. So. But I think you did a wonderful job. And Thank I would you. make this again. We have a scampi recipe we use. From time to time. I'm not sure I wouldn't prefer this. Because sometimes Ooh. scampi goes a little too rich for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see your point. And the yeah. tomato is a little less... Oh, I do so love my butter and garlic. <laughs> I, I love butter and garlic, too. I'm just saying this is really yes, good this was as definitely well. Good. This... And I would definitely make it again. Yeah, I definitely see this going into the rotation. Okay. Well, Good. All right, so let's move on to next week's meal. Are you ready to move on to next week's meal? I'm ready. Okay, so unfortunately, we did not get yesterday's email from Serious Eats. So we're going to be using one from March 1st because you, you, <laughs> you can't keep a good podcast down or us. And with that in mind, <laughs> Ian, please go over the rules of the game before we start. Okay, uh, so this is a pressure luck style game or for the game theory nerds out there, the secretary problem. You Nobody knows pick, what that is. I, I know, but okay. somebody will someday. If you, you can find it on Wikipedia under Secretary Problem if you want to know more. Uh, okay, you must pick one and only one thing. So we'll read Monday's recipe. You can either take it or you can pass on it. But if you pass on it, it's gone forever. And if you get to Friday, you must take the Friday recipe. Okay. All right, are we ready? We're ready. Then we'll start with Monday. Lighter fettuccine Alfredo. Let's face it, the feeling you get after downing a bowl of creamy, cheesy fettuccine Alfredo ain't the best. Wouldn't it be great to have a quick and easy version that's just as good, but has a cleaner flavor and doesn't leave you in a food coma? Well, here it is. You do love fettuccine? Yeah, I was going to say, I love me some fettuccine Alfredo. Huh. Will we feel less satiated by something? is Is that how you pronounce that? With, um, by something that's described as lighter. Oh, that's funny. We can do our own little experiment. We can. Um. Lighter's not necessarily bad. No, no. I I get what they mean, too. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes I feel that way after, after fettuccine Alfredo. I get what they're saying. The picture looks real yummy. We did just have a pasta dish, though. Yeah. And it's another one of those that, uh, I, I don't. I think it would technically be okay to take this one, but you know we do make we don't. I okay, it's not something we make a lot, but we do make it from time to time. Uh, you think we've made this recipe? No, no, I don't think we've made this okay. version of it. I think this would be a new version of it, but of something that's already comfortably in our repertoire. All right, so um, you want to skip it or move or? Uh, uh, 
I'm Pick gonna, it or skip it. I got a feeling I'm going to hate myself for it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'll vote to skip it. Okay, moving on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Steamed mussels with Thai-style coconut curry broth. There are several words in that description <laughs> that really turn you on, right, Ian? <laughs> mussels are the easiest choose-your-own-adventure one-pot meal around. For this Thai-style version, all it takes is some curry paste some coconut milk, and a few other odds and ends. Yeah, that's that's a hard pass for me. I, You know, in this adventure to expand my palate, one thing I have tried a few times now is Thai food, and it has just never sat right with me. I, for whatever reason, that, that combo of flavors just does not appeal to me at all. I just don't like Thai food. We are just not, and, we're not there yet. So it's okay. This, yeah, this is a hard pass for me. Okay, let's move on then. Wednesday. Crispy braised chicken thighs with cabbage and bacon. Braising chicken with crispy skin is one of those riffable techniques you return to time and time again for weeknight inspiration. This time we pair it with cabbage and bacon for a hearty meal. Didn't we just make this? I was going to say, this sounds familiar. Did we make this one? We made the brats with cabbage and bacon. Oh, that must be what we're thinking yeah. of. Okay. We have chicken thighs a lot. In fact, we just used the Serious Eats recipe sous, recipe for sous vide chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. Those were good. To change up one of our favorite uh, chicken thigh recipes. That was really good, guys. If you go get yourself a sous vide and make yourself some chicken thighs, you will yeah. be happy. Uh, so, anyway, what's, what do you think about this one? Um... I, I didn't I, love the cabbage and bacon in the brats. No, but I remember we used to. There used to be a a, 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 a roasted cabbage and bacon thing that we used to make sometimes as a side dish that was pretty good. Well, yeah, I think it was just. I don't think it had bacon. I think it was just roasted cabbage. I thought that did have some bacon in it. I don't think so. Okay. We, we might have added um, bacon to it because bacon helps everything. Uh, yeah. We did like the roasted cabbage. I just feel like it's too much like something we already make, if that's the point. I know, but you already passed on one safety. <laughs> okay, you okay. want to take it? No, I'll be brave. <laughs> well, now I, I'm feeling like I'm pushing you into an abyss. Uh, well, we'll see what Thursday and Friday bring, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> we might have to change the rules of the game. <laughs> okay, here we go. Thursday. DIY instant noodles with vegetables and miso sesame broth. This vegan pot of instant noodles flavored with miso and sesame loaded with fresh vegetables can be made ahead and eaten at the last minute. Just add water style. It's the perfect quick and easy dinner to push you into the final stretch of the week. How do you feel about ramen noodles? I don't, I don't mind them, but it's... It, that's one of those things to me that like almost sounds more like a snack than an actual meal, <laughs> yeah, right? I agree. I Yeah, I You want to push to Friday? I do. I, I it doesn't sound bad, but it just doesn't sound like a meal. If it was if there was any sort of meat involved, I'd be all over this. Yeah, that might be. Okay. All right, here we go. Friday. Really awesome black bean burgers. 
These black bean burgers have a complex, satisfying flavor and robustly meaty texture that even devout carnivores will love. Seriously, try them with bacon on top. The mixture comes together in just 25 minutes, can be made indoors in a skillet because it snowed a lot in some places this week. Clearly an older email. (laughs) So we are having really awesome black bean burgers this week with bacon on top. Okay. I can live with that. Have you had a black bean burger before? I think once. I had, I tasted, oh, what did you think of it? I remember thinking it wasn't bad. I I always thought it tasted like refried beans, so. Yeah, boy, Lord knows I love those. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think if, I think for me it's one of those things of, um, if you go in thinking it's going to taste like a burger, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. If you go in just thinking it's going to be, you know, yummy and beany. Pretty good. Okay. Well, good. I'm excited about it. And the weekend project for this particular email is Asabuco, Italian braised veal shanks. And sometimes I struggle with eating veal and I think about the poor little baby cows, but sometimes I eat it. It is uh, delicious. <laughs> those poor little baby cows. Just I know. Taste I feel so bad good. too. All right. Um, I will not be making Asabuco because it looks like a big old pain. But I'm sure it's yummy. Yeah. All right. So Black Bean, come back next week and see if we got the email or and to see if we like Black Bean Burgers. All righty. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight... Oh, I forgot to say what won the survey last week. Oh, Okay, hit it. I don't want to have to pull it up. Okay. <laughs> Hold, please. Do, Tell do, them about do, our cute do, little doggies. Do, do, do. Okay, so our two dogs are Leela and Bizzleburp. Leela is a puggle, and she's as every bit as stubborn as the breed advertises. Oh, she's the worst. And uh, Oh, but we love her. And Bizzleburp is some sort of terrier mix. He kind of looks like a, uh, uh, a Glen of a Mall terrier, if you've ever... Seen or heard of them? It's Nobody some... has ever heard of that I, doggy. I know. I only found it because I was poking around on the internet looking for dogs <laughs> that looked like Busy, trying to figure out what he might be. Okay, I have the answer. Okay. We have a split decision between American Chop Suey and the vegan crispy stir-fried tofu with broccoli. Ooh. I told you it looked good in the picture. Nice. Okay. So, yes, please check our show notes and every and continue on, Ian. Okay. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye!